Journey to Organization, Episode 85, Tara Button, A Life Less Throwaway. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Welcome to the Journey to Organization podcast. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization, and today I'm so excited to talk to Tara Button. Tara was an impulse shopper drowning in clutter with an heirloom cooking pot in, that inspired a business idea and transformed her life. Now she is the CEO of Buy Me Once, an online shop which sells the longest lasting products on earth. She's written a book, it's called A Life Less Throwaway, about how buying once and buying well is the secret to a calm mind, clean planet, and a permanently uncluttered home. Tara is a wonder, and I have been a huge fan of hers for a long time, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. So welcome to Tara. Hello. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> I I will talk about more about your book in a few minutes, but I have to tell you, I love your book so much and I wish that I wrote that book. It's so, it's perfect. It like hits the nail on the head. It's just a short little guide to, to really everything. And it's so amazing and I love it. Um, how, how did you get inspired to write it? Um, well, the book all came out of um, my business idea. What's funny is that I've always wanted to write books and um, I always thought they were going to be children's books about dragons and aliens and that kind of thing so I've wanted to be an author for a really long time but I came up with this business idea which is about buying for life and when that went viral in 2016 um, uh, I got a whole ton of emails in from all over the world and one of those emails was from a literary agent in New York saying you know, I, I love your philosophy behind your business. Have you thought about writing a book to kind of go with it? And, you know, the idea that have I thought about writing a book was laughable because I've been trying to write a book for ages. But um, <laughs> then it was like, well, is there enough to say here about how buying for life can help you? And the more I dug, the more I found and the more I wanted to find out. And you know, a whole ton of research went into this book and um, I, I discovered so much through writing it and, um, and it's just come together as an amazing guide to, to show actually how there's this missing link in the way we buy things, how the way we buy things is broken and how we can fix that. Amazing. So let's back up a minute. Why don't you tell us how you decided to start Buy Me Once? And, sure. and then we can talk about the book a little more. I'm just so excited about the book. I like had to jump right in. <laughs> I just, I love it so much. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, well, the business idea came to me in the way that um, ideas do kind of incredibly randomly. Um, I was given a cooking pot <laughs> okay. for my 30th birthday and you wouldn't look at a cooking pot and usually think well this is something that's going to change my life forever but in this case it it that's what exactly what happened I was given this Le Creuset cooking pot and for those of you who haven't heard of Le Creuset they make incredibly um high quality like heirloom you know grandmothers passing it down to grandkids style cooking pots 
and when I was given one for my birthday I was like I wish everything that I owned was like this because up until that point I was such a kind of sporadic scatty impulse buyer forever getting into debt just buying rubbish and having a house full of you know um a house full of things that was was kind of like spur of the moment um not necessarily brilliant quality um impulse buys so this was a kind of light bulb moment for me and I was like why would I buy um things in that way when when it's quite clear that buying something that's going to last a really long time um solves so many problems like for one it's like tick this is off my shopping list forever it's something <laughs> that I'll be motivated to take care of because you know it's worth taking care of and it's um, a huge time also, management saving tip right like if you buy something great at the start you don't yeah. have to spend time buying it again Exactly. And the money to buy it again and the stress when something breaks or when you just fall out, fall out of love with something and you don't want it anymore. And then you feel like you, you know, you want to buy something else. Um, I think the idea that I would kind of find um, beautiful, long lasting objects for every item in my house kind of came to me. And I just went looking for a website purely for myself to find this stuff. And I didn't, I didn't find it. I was like, well, there must be a website out there that sells the most, that, you know, the longest lasting heirloom, um, best made items. Like that, that just must exist. And it didn't. And I was like, well, this is a no brainer. <laughs> and yeah, the idea kind of stalked me for about three years where I was like, I just assumed it would be one of those ideas. You know, everyone comes up with ideas all the time and they don't do anything about it. And I, I honestly thought that this would be one of those times where someone else would eventually get around to doing this idea and I would just be able to sit back and be like, huh, yeah, I came up with that idea ages ago. Glad someone's done it. But it turned out that I was the person that was supposed to do it. So I did. <laughs> we talk about that sometimes on, on, the, on the program about completing your tafkid, your uh, purpose in life, your mission in life. So it's good that you figured out that that was part of your mission. Absolutely. And I think you can tell that it's your mission when it wakes you up at night <laughs> and it's like <laughs> saying like, do me, do me. I mean, so, so, like, if this idea was a person, I would have had to get like some kind of restraining order because it like just followed me around, <laughs> like <laughs> giving me this kind of kick in the stomach feeling whenever I read about the environment or, you know, I saw other people doing what you know, they clearly should be doing. I was like, you know, you've got this idea and it's a unique idea and no one else is doing it and it could be really helpful to the planet. And what, why do you, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing anything about this? And eventually it wore me down. <laughs> <laughs> How do you decide what products get featured or offered on the website? Well, that was a really interesting kind of um, learning process. Cause at first I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just get loads of stuff with lifetime guarantees and you know that's a really simple way of you know finding long-lasting stuff um but actually you know when it comes to finding things in every category because that's my aim i want i want people to be able to come to the site and find anything in any product category and be able to find the longest lasting version of that thing okay um you know, but when you're talking about t-shirts, I mean, you don't just don't get t-shirts with a lifetime guarantee. I mean, you, you know, right. you're looking at different types of products. 
it then just becomes very much a comparison job. So it's about comparing, contrasting the different brands and the different makers and manufacturers and how they make that product, what they make it out of. So is the material the best material for the job? Is that going to ensure that it is going to last longer than the competitors? Is it made, is it constructed in a way that makes it more long lasting or more fixable? Because that's really important too. Um, do the product reviews back up what the company is saying about their own product? That's super important because, you know, a lot of companies make a lot of big claims, but that's not necessarily backed up right, by right. people's experience. Um, obviously, we're massively into um, sustainability. So we look into the sustainability of the of the product so that they get extra points if it's made out of a recycled material for example okay and then finally it's about um like styling um and making sure that it's a fad it's not a fad that it's something that's you know able to endure um and then of course it's about the aftercare because we like we like companies that make great things and then say you know what if this product ever lets you down no matter whether it's in 1 year 5 years 20 years we will take responsibility for this product and we will help you make it last longer so we love um no quib no quibble warranties and um um, and companies that are really just invested in in their product making and that these companies do still exist there's a lot of just there's a lot of companies out there that are just like well let's make as much uh, of this stuff as possible as cheaply as possible and get it out there into the world but they're not um they don't take pride in in their in their product design and their, and their longevity of product and they don't they don't care about um when you have it in your home that they want they actually want to make the products last longer for you but these these companies do still exist and those are the companies that I set out to find oh that's amazing do you um what do you do about things that are like consumable like makeup or um uh, mm. I mean things like yeah. <laughs> shampoo there, or soap <laughs> there, there are tough obviously those so things don't last forever <laughs> They don't, absolutely. Um, so when it comes to consumer products like that, where it's consumable and you don't expect it to last forever because it runs out, uh, what we look for there is the um, sustainability or the reusability of the packaging. Okay. So is it refillable, for example, or is it made out of glass instead of plastic glass? It's much easier to be recycled and it's much less damaging on the planet. So, um, and then we also look into the sustainability of the content. So looking for organic um, ingredients and um, more nature driven ingredients that, you know, have less of a, uh, a global footprint and, and are also putting less chemicals into the world. So um, it's slightly different criteria, obviously, for each different category. But, you know, when it comes to consumables, there's still something uh, different about the stuff on Bonnie wants. Mm -hmm. um, and what about like for at the end of a product's life? Because sometimes there are products that have like an end of, you know, they die, unfortunately. <laughs> so do you look for manufacturers who like accept back these um, types? And, and do you yeah. find that a lot of manufacturers do that? Um, Take some, back their used up some, products? 
some do and actually it's an increasing thing which is really great to see there are more and more um brands who are interested in doing these take back schemes where they take back for, for example we have a um a company called swedish stockings that take back tights okay and they're they're working on um recycling tights and That's their cool. idea is to have a kind of closed loop system where tights come in and tights come out and there's this kind of no wastage which is really amazing they also make um some of the strongest tights in the world like no snagging and that kind of thing what are they so called because really i know great. a lot of my listeners wear <laughs> and tights they're called Swedish stockings um, wow. and they're the most um, eco-friendly and they're, they're, they're really tough tights as well. So um, I can attest to that because I have a few pairs. So that's, okay. you know, it's really great when you find a company like that who is um, not only really um, dedicated to making the best product they can, but also um, taking out some of the damage that their industry is already doing so taking back the tights and trying to do something useful out of them that's right oh we like uh responsible manufacturers here so exactly <laughs> do you strive to be zero waste in your home um i think strive would be the opposite world it's incredibly difficult i would say <laughs> um especially um, in certain areas of the country. It's interesting. I've just moved out from London and into the countryside. And when I moved out here, I was like, this is going to be amazing. There's going to be all these farmers markets and I'll just be able to pick up these, you know, organic produce. No, no, no. All of the organic farmers markets are in London. <laughs> like, they're, not, they're not out here. It's really frustrating. Um, so like we have supermarkets and it's, there's so much plastic there and it, it really upsets me and uh, frustrates me that um, for food packaging um, particularly, it's um, incredibly difficult for me now and, and more difficult than it was when um, I was in London, um, weirdly. But in terms of like uh, my bathroom products, you know, I've got a, a bamboo toothbrush and I have a safety razor and I um, try to use... Um, products that are in um biodegradable packaging or mm. in glass um so i've been able to do it for certain elements of okay. my life but i would say food packaging yeah, is still a big problem yeah. and I, when i go to the supermarket i will do everything i can to try and find the stuff that isn't in packaging um <laughs> it's but sometimes that just doesn't exist it just doesn't exist you know and yeah. I'm, I'm like i need bananas and there are no bananas that aren't packaged and that, right. you know it makes me incredibly angry um and i'll sign all the petitions in the world about this um uh but then you know sometimes um the answer is to take all the packaging off in the supermarket so that then they see that we care <laughs> so i'm actually um no problem it, my husband doesn't like it when I do that. Though. <laughs> He's like, come on, can we just leave? And I'm like, no, I want to show, I want to show Tesco how deeply I care about this. <laughs> it's like, no, one, no one's going to see your, your basket full of um, plastic rubbish. But At home. No, it's, yeah. it's, it is tough. And I think that legislation needs to happen before uh, change happens. But, you know, the, the, what I can do, I do do, you know, bringing bags to the supermarket and, um, you know, 
toiletries as much as possible and cleaning products um, as much as possible. Um, But yeah, no, it's a topic. So let's talk about uh, the book because A Life Less Throwaway. It's a great book. And there are a few things in the book that I think would be really helpful to uh, the listeners. Um, And the idea behind that you talk about in the book, mindful curation. Mm -hmm. Um, I I always try to, uh, you know, talk about that, like, shopping with lists and, and making sure that you're buying only what you need. But I think that your uh, system is really worthwhile talking about and I think could be really beneficial for people to hear. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the steps of it and what exactly it is? Absolutely. So mindful curation sounds really pretentious. I struggled (laughs) with the wording of it because I was like oh you know does this sound like really hooey but you know it is the right words for what it describes it's it's mindful because quite clearly it's the opposite of impulsive and mind mindless it's you know really thinking about what we're doing and it's curation because you know a bit like an art curator they go you know when they're working in a gallery they they choose each piece that comes into the gallery um, individually, but they're also constantly thinking about what the whole collection means and how it sits together and how it hangs together. And that's why I called it mindful curation because it's a stepping back and a, a thinking about what you want your whole life and your home to feel like, to mean, you know, um, so that you when you do bring in a piece, it's completely aligned with yourself and your purpose and, um, and your style and, and, and everything that you have decided that you want. Um, and so it all comes together to create a kind of wonderful space and a wonderful life that feels uniquely you. So that's why it's called that. Um, but there are quite a lot of steps. Um, the first one, I think, is actually to recognize all the elements that kind of come together to conspire to make you not do mindful creation. Okay. And um, what's quite funny is that I spent 10 years working in advertising and advertising, I would say, is one of the major forces that are making us be mindless um you know a huge amount of advertising is about hypnotizing us into thinking that we need certain things or that we won't be that we'll be happier if we have certain things that we won't be accepted if we don't have this certain thing that um society expects us to have this certain thing in our life um and we get bombarded every day from every angle with brands and marketing and advertising saying you know you need this now and and this this will make you happy and um you know just pick this up or you know, don't think just 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 get this um buy and i think buy it now call yeah. now call today limited right. time only you know it's right, all right. like this kind of incredibly um frenetic um you know this is why you know radio ads are all just like buy now that buy this now today you know this kind of incredibly <laughs> shrill like 
you know, you would only use that type of voice if something was like chasing you um, or there was a fire or something like that. And it right. triggers our mind to think, oh, oh gosh, I should listen because this, this, it's urgent. this is important as well. It's urgent. This should, this should right. help me survive, it, you know. And so your, your kind of, your monkey brain gets triggered thinking, oh goodness, I should pay attention to this. But what they're just trying to do is just trying to you know, sell you cleaning products or, or a car or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> and um, so it's really important to um, face up to this stuff, like face off with it and be just like, no, 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 thank you. And by the way, please stop shouting, you know, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and just um, be become aware because it is hypnotism. And the only way to stop your brain from being hypnotized by this stuff is to um, turn your conscious brain on and right. be like, why is this model looking at me in this way? Like I am above you. And, you know, I'm making you feel bad about yourself by looking you, looking at you down my nose out of this magazine. Um, because that triggers something in you, which makes you want to, you know, feel like the same status that they have. And that makes you buy the bag that they have. Right. <laughs> so exactly. it's about going, I can see the manipulation that's going on here and I'm not buying it. Sorry. Okay. Um, so that's the first step. I feel like when you know um, you're being manipulated, you could be like, okay, I know I'm being manipulated, but I still want this anyways. And then, you know, it's like, okay. Cause you like know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> exactly. If, if you've, if you've decided that that's something that you want in your life and you've planned for it and you have looked at the different options and that's what you've decided is going to make you most happy, then, you know, you can be just like, yeah, actually, model lady, you got you got it right this time. That's exactly the bag that I need in my life, and, and I'm going to get it. Uh, but it's on your own terms, and I think that too often we're allowing other people to have you know power over us that we don't even realize we're giving them. Because so many people say, oh, ads don't affect me. You know, I never listen to ads. I never watch ads. I don't even see them. You know, and you might think that, but. There is no way these companies are spending billions of dollars in advertising if it didn't work. It 100%. works. And it's not, I agree. It's not, talk, it's not talking to the rational, normal part of you. It's talking to your inner monkey brain that's still awake, even if we don't realize it. And your inner monkey brain is going, oh, goodness, you know, all those people on the screen look really happy and they look really fulfilled. And, and look, they've got, they've got that vacuum cleaner. So I need that vacuum cleaner. That's right. And... <laughs> you don't even realize it's happening because it's subconscious. That's right, the genius right. of it all. It's true. Um, so <laughs> I was thinking in the book, you talk about um, fashion identities. Mm. Yeah. And I was wondering how you came up with the guidelines to figuring out what type of clothing is best for you. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the next step essentially is like, once you've got rid of the manipulations, it's about finding out who you are on your own terms and fashions a part of that. It, it also, um, uh, is, you know, it's about the, the furnishings that you have in your home and it's about spending time with yourself and figuring out how you want your, your the, the world to see you and you'll want the world to see you in different ways in different situations so it's about writing down the roles that you play in your everyday life whether that's as 
a um as a as a mother as a ceo in my case as a kind of friend hanging out like write write down that roles and then kind of think about what vibe you want for those different roles and that will give you a steer as to whether your current wardrobe is facilitating that um and then the next step is to find your true taste your um you know to to kind of say to the fashion magazines like you can tell me that spots are in and stripes are out but i'm going to go and find my own style right now and that's what about spending time with fabric yeah I do what exactly. i love <laughs> yeah and and so spend some time putting different fabric swatches next to your face which are the ones that make your eyes suddenly you know gleam and your skin look really lovely um which um fabrics do you actually like the feel of next to your skin and note them down like no, not many people take the time to kind of actually do the research into what you love right. and and figure out what shapes hit your body at exactly the right places to make you feel fabulous and um if you take the time to do all those things you end up with a kind of template that's all your own so when somebody comes in you're just like oh well no one's wearing skirts those length anymore it's just like well no i've looked into all the skirt lengths and this is the skirt length that i love and right. you know i i think that we need to empower ourselves to to kind of take um you know to come up with our own styles because everyone is fighting for the right to say this is in and that is out but power lies where we believe it lies. And that's a Game of Thrones quote, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and if we believe that the power lies within ourselves, then we can um, buy things that are absolutely right for us. It's about self-awareness, well, really, when it comes down exactly. to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But not many people... Yeah. Not many people take the time to do the big picture stuff, the research. Right. Most people, they're like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm going on holiday and I, so I need some stuff and they just, they just run out and, and they get a few things and then those things aren't, they're just what's in the shop that day. Right. You know? So that's how you end up with a whole wardrobe full of stuff that you don't love. Because <laughs> you haven't really <laughs> thought it through. You don't know what's perfect yeah. for you and you're not willing yeah. to say no to something because you think you desperately need it and so it's sometimes just bypassing things when they're not perfect exactly yeah so um in the book you have a section about caring for items and like how to care mm -hmm. for you know basically everything under the sun how to protect it how yeah. to clean it how to um how to repair it were there any surprises when you were researching caring for certain items like things you didn't know you could salvage or um any like things that you feel are super easy to take care of that you were shocked about or something like that yeah so something that i um found out about um when it comes to wooden um furniture is that you can get with when you get these little scratches sometimes on the top of wooden furniture, I found okay. out that you can you can get a walnut and you can rub the walnut into the crack and it'll often make the crack disappear and I kind of love that. And also a walnut will get make a crack on wood disappear, will it discolor the wood or any finishes that are on it? 
um well it kind of fills in the the you know because it's often a little white Uh um scratch on top of a darker colored wood and if you rub a walnut into it it'll often make that um uh little scratch disappear and I I love that and I found out that you can get rid of rings with um uh mayonnaise (laughs) rings on furniture (laughs) on wooden furniture you mean yeah wow Um, I'm pretty sure it was mayonnaise it's it's been a while since I wrote it but um yeah I (laughs) found all sorts of random things some some of it some of it was edited out of the book because there was so much of it really um yeah it's a shame um I had all sorts in there and they were like this this book's getting a bit lengthy so we'll just you know we'll make it the um uh, you know, a capsule version of, of everything that's in your in your home because you can go on and on and on and it's on true, and on. Can. There's so many different things. You totally in, can. <laughs> in, in, um, and that a, a lot of the time when the fridge breaks down, it's because there's dust around the coils. Apparently, okay. so, so I did not know it. that. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of your fridge because you know nobody wants it to die at the last minute right before. Shabbat or a holiday. <laughs> that would be bad. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, although that's like always the story. My fridge died right before I had like 30 people coming to my house for dinner, right? Like the day before and you have all this food and you're like, oh no, what am I yeah. going to do? And you call your neighbor and you're like, hey, I need your fridge. <laughs> yeah. There's so many yeah. stories like that all the time. It's a little bit crazy, but it's true. If you we just rely on our fridges. Food, sorry? We rely on our fridges. That's yeah, a better dependable appliance. Right. So that's why you should you know, do preventative care for it. Like, you know, at least every couple of months or once a year, just, you know, vacuum the back of it, pull it out and clean it a little bit. Absolutely. There's a, um, there's a list of, of everything that you should do kind of things to do, you know, right. every year, every, every couple of months, um, every month and, um, every week just to keep your whole house ticking over. And it's actually one of the surprising things. It's not actually that much stuff, um, to do. It's not a kind of Downton Abbey list that I was expecting. <laughs> right. Um, so, um, yeah, I was quite pleased with that. Um, can I ask yeah. you, Tara, what is your favorite, item on the website like what is something that's like a great seller or that people just really seem to love or that you really love like what if you're saying like you can only invest in people are like I can really only invest in one like really great thing right now and I want to sort of develop slowly over time what would be like a great place to start (laughs) sure um well what's hilarious is that one of our best sellers is our socks that last a really long time okay Um, and um, they were one of the first items I found. And people find it really hard to find long-lasting socks that don't get holes in them um, really quickly. And um, so they're a bestseller. But when it comes to my personal favorite, um, it's got to be um, my uh, pen, actually. Your it's pen? A, yeah, it's a, it's a pen that was invented for astronauts and it's got a pressurized ink container inside it and it has enough ink in it to last a lifetime wow so I don't need any other pens and that I just find wonderful do you have one pen in your whole house um not in my whole house but uh, I have uh, one pen 
you know, at work and in my handbag the whole time. My husband, for some reason, is clinging on to the rubbish pens. Um, and I keep on, I keep on like, giving them away and they keep, keeps on picking up more. You know, he's the kind of person that, that picks them up from the dental surgery and from the side of beds in hotels and that kind of thing. And he'll bring them home. And I'm like, no, I will get you one pen. I have to say, when I'm decluttering someone's house, pens are like one of the things I find the most of. Pens and like plastic, cheap plastic, reusable water bottles. Those are the freebies that people always give out and people always take them. They're like, well, I can always use a pen and I can always use a water bottle. Yes. But it gets to be too much. Well, these pens, they're like, they're they're kind of crummy a lot of them stop working after you know a few rights they and but it's like they breed in the corners of your house and (laughs) you know if you actually take the time to get them all together you'll see that actually they're creating quite a lot of visible and mental clutter in in your house so um it is really freeing to don't I always donate pens because there are always like charities that can use them you know schools and and that kind of thing um so they're a great thing to give away as well but there's something really nice about going this is my pen (laughs) and I have it on a ribbon so I don't lose it (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's smart so when it comes to lifetime can you tell me what that means to manufacturers is it my lifetime is it your lifetime is it the object's lifetime is it you know 50 years is it 80 years is it 100 years what does it mean to manufacturers well, the annoying thing is that it often means different things to different manufacturers. The <laughs> lifetime guarantees that we like is when it's the lifetime of the person that buys the object. Okay. That's the one that we like because okay. we feel like that's the one that you would expect it to mean. Okay. And the one that you uh, is the most useful actually because the lifetime of the product doesn't mean anything because that just means that the product is guaranteed until the product breaks. Breaks. <laughs> like, like, what does that even mean? It means that, like, it's, unbreak- it's unbreakable until it breaks. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, 100%. It doesn't mean anything. So um, I think that the best guarantees are the ones where it's a no quibble, you know, whenever, however however much time has passed um that product is under warranty and you can get it fixed or you can get it replaced and that's what we like so um we gotta wrap up but is there any last parting thoughts you'd like to leave us with or things we should know about or hints or tips um i guess what i would say is when it comes to buying things Spend a little bit of time with yourself and what you want your life to look like, what you want your life to mean, and what your priorities are in, in, as a family. And, um, and, and write those priorities down because often the, the things that we're spending money on and the things that we're buying aren't necessarily in line with our actual life priorities. So um, that's a great tip. I think spending a little bit of time with yourself and over the holidays is a really great time to do that because everyone's at home, everyone's together, you know, this, you know, 
coming into the new year, you know, think about what you want 2019 to mean to you and your family and, um, and then how money, which helps you do those things will be attributed accordingly. Right. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much to Tara Button for being our guest today. You can find Tara's book on Amazon.com or on Audible, which as an audiobook, which you all know I've been using a lot of lately. Um, she actually narrates her own ebook um, and she has some special bonus material in the audio on the audio uh, book. Um, one of the bonuses is um, materials, including a PDF download to help you organize things in your house. And if you head over to Tara's website, buymeonce.com, you can use the promo code JTO, like Journey to Organization 10, so JTO10, to get 10% off your order. And you can order that pen that Tara was talking about. Tara, what's the name of that pen? So we can all get that pen. So we only need one pen for the rest of our lives. It's called the Fisher Space Pen Infinium. Okay, so the Fisher Space Pen. So you can get 10% off of your order at buymeonce.com. If there's someone you would like to hear on the podcast, please send me a message and let me know. And if you feel like you need additional help getting your clutter conquered, um, please reach out. The new Conquer Your Clutter course starts on January 6th. You can head over to RebeccaSaltzman.com and sign up for Conquer Your Clutter today. Again, the next class starts on January 6th, and you can go to RebeccaSaltzman.com. And don't forget that my name is spelled R-E-B-E-K-A-H, because that's important. Um, for now, enjoy the rest of your week, and have Happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.